What's going on, Geeks? You listen to episode 352 of the Geeks of the Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. Yo. And Shelly Nolan. Hello. And this week, we're geeking out about pirates, gritty reboots that we we don't need Hollywood, and HBO <laughs> shows going to Netflix. Um, before we do that, we'll get into the games that we've been playing. Go ahead, LJ. Yeah, um, I think Shelly has put more time into Final Fantasy than I have easily um, but I've still been playing Final Fantasy 16. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, I know y'all have still been doing the side quests and hunts and stuff like that, and I want to do some of that, but I also just really want to get through the stuff that y'all have been seeing. That's I've fair. just had a lot, I've had a lot going on in life right now, and so it's like, I find myself going to, I like this week in particular, I find myself going to bed a lot earlier. Mm-hmm. I basically watch an hour of a show or something and play like an hour or two of Final Fantasy, and that's it. Um, but in the mornings, I've been finding myself, like, the last few days, I've been playing, um, more Power Wash Simulator, because I got the SpongeBob DLC. Oh my gosh, yes! And that doesn't exactly make sense, because it's, like, you're underwater, like... There's fires in SpongeBob, they call (laughs) call each other out, like, how is this happening? Yes, and so, (laughs) It's um, fine. It's, it's, yeah, and so that's actually, like, it's an $8 DLC pack, you actually get a few different levels from it, and it's super cool, like... They actually self shaded the graphics for it too, like so. It's it's really nice. It's a nice piece of DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing I have been playing, I also grabbed. I had these on PS3 and PS4, but there's um, a, the Lara Croft games. They're not necessarily oh. Tomb Raider games. They're called Lara Croft Guardian of Light and Lara Croft Temple of Osiris, and it's a collection of isometric like co op games that you could play, or you can play single player co op. And there's like they're very puzzle and combat heavy. They're super fun. I've liked them in the past. And then, like, I was always kind of curious, like, when I heard that was coming out, I was like, oh, those games are kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, I was hearing, like, apparently they were really good ports, and I saw a few reviews on them. And I was like, oh, you know what? I may actually grab that. And you get both of them for 25 bucks, like, in one package. So I think it's a great game for Switch if you just want to chill on the couch or if you do want to play co-op with, you know, a friend or a significant other or just whoever. Uh, they are really good co-op games, too. I think the first one's two-player and the second one's four-players. And I think you can play them all local co-op. I know the second one, I don't know if it's online on Switch, but I know on PlayStation I played with some people online. Um, but even Switch or not, I recommend them. They're fun little like Tomb Raider-themed games. Um, but I've been playing like those in the mornings and stuff, and those have been really good coffee coffee games, basically, um, is what I'll call them. Um and yeah, that's what I've been what I've been up to. I, I really want to go hard on Final Fantasy because I got some time. I got a, a little more extra time this week with my not having to watch my nephew and stuff like, until later in the week too. So yeah, de- I'm definitely gonna go hard on Final Fantasy probably tonight and get a little further. I am making progress on that game, just not as fast as like as uh, like if p- other people in our spoiler chat are doing. So. I think I'm the furthest. Um, Isn't Joe? Our... I thought did Joe did you get past Joe? I'm me? past Joe. Ooh. I am at the, I am at the final mission. I'm literally he, at the last. I final think he mission. did step away from it for a few days, so I think that's how you were able to catch up that far. And I have brain um, rot, so. Um. <laughs> yeah, so I'm definitely gonna gonna play some more and catch up to y'all. Hopefully. Heck yeah, it's worth it. All right. Yeah, it's such it's such a good game too. It, it really is. It's uh, yeah, it just it scratches so many itches. Mm-hmm. 
It's yeah, weird. I spent today finishing up the last sort of side quest. I've done all the side quests, I believe. I think I've done every single one um, that's in the game. And uh, I did all the hunts. So there's also, just for people who don't play the game, obviously you know what side quests are. They're very typical mm -hmm. side quests. Um, but hunts are basically just like there's monsters that are posted as with a bounty and you go and fight the monster and they're usually tougher and they're ranked from C, uh, B, A to S. S is the highest rank. Almost like a Monster Hunter style, like the mm -hmm. Monster Hunter style thing. It kind of, I, I've never played Monster Hunter, but I, I, I'm like, this must be what Monster Hunter kind of feels like. I think 14 had a lot of that. Not 14. Um, 15 had a lot of that too. Had yeah. Like some Monster Hunter-esque like hunts. Mm -hmm. And I played 15 and I feel like I remember that. I think they um, even had a legit co-op like DLC that was all about that too. Oh, yeah. Um, it's such a good game. I don't know. I was nervous. I had read reviews that said that the ending was bad. And, yeah, there's still time for the ending to be bad. Like, I'm on the last final mission, but I haven't beaten the game yet. There is always time for something ridiculous to happen, but I really don't... I don't think it will. Um, It's still... It's just been really good. Like, all the characters have been amazing. I care about these characters. Like, I, I was talking with one of my other friends who's also played 15 and 7 Remake, right? It's like 7, I think 7, you know, they're great characters, but you only really care about the main group, kind of. Um, at least for mm -hmm. me, when I play the remake. And I know people probably have different feelings if they played the original. Um, they probably have different opinions. Um, for me, it's like, I kind of care about the core group. I didn't really care about anybody else. Like, even other people in the organization who weren't in the party, I just, like, didn't care about them hardly at all um and then with 15 i very similar right i cared about the main four so much i love them so much they're all great i still love them right like there's still like that whole party because it's just a bunch of just guys like on a road trip and they're all best friends and it's really wholesome <laughs> and i and i just really love that um energy that they love bring. that game yeah I, I this game is making me want to replay 15 and i know it's the worst game but i don't care <laughs> <laughs> it makes me want to play 15 again. I know it's different gameplay, different everything, but I still just kind of want to go back and play 15 again. Um, but what's cool about this game is um, I just care about all these characters. There's still some characters I don't really care about that I think the game wants me to, but it's like really like trying to get you to care about these other characters. And the side quests really do a good job with that. So I've also heard reviews saying that the side quests are bad. And I'm like, are you serious? Have you ever played any other JRPG these are on the same level, if not better. Like, they are the same level as, like, an MMO. Um, there's a lot of them, especially in the beginning of the game, where it's kind of just like, hey, talk to this person, talk to this person, collect this like thing, bring meaningful. it back to this person. But they are, and they build off each other, too. So I'm in the end game, right? And as long as you've kind of been keeping up with certain people, doing certain quests, you'll unlock new quests that are just like, you know, part two, part three, and then you kind of have entire arcs in the game. Um, that, again, you could just miss if you don't do the side quest, which is fine, but it's way better if you do, because you just have a beautiful character moments between yourself and all these other characters that um, you get to work with, and mm -hmm. it's just precious and, like, legitimately emotional. Like, I kind of just tear up sometimes. <laughs> I don't know, I just care about these characters so much, and it's, again, not just the folks in the party. Um, also, the party kind of changes throughout the entire game. You kind of get people joining you and leaving you and joining and leaving you, and they can do that in this game because you only control Clive. Um, I know that's like a big thing for a lot of people is like you only control Clive and that's kind of weird. And I do agree it's kind of weird. Um, you can direct Torgal. You can kind of make him do some things, but uh, mm -hmm. in the end he kind of still does his own thing. Um, but anyway, um, 
it just reminds me so much of Dragon Age. It's like everything I like about Dragon Age, except they don't have the choice thing. You know, that's like one of the mm-hmm. big reasons Dragon Age is so huge. Alongside Mass Effect, right? It's just Bioware in general. Being able to choose parts in the story and make decisions and how it affects everybody. Um, obviously, that's not in this game. It's a very through-line story. But I love that um, Clive is actually a character. I know, I play so many games where you play as an avatar, um, including Dragon Age, right? You play as someone who you mm-hmm. kind of mold into yourself, uh, you know, Persona, Fire Emblem, and a lot of Fire Emblems, not all of them, obviously. He grows as a character, too, which I really love. He has some genuine... Yeah, his there. character development's really great and really yeah. satisfying. The way he, he just grows throughout the entire game is amazing. Like, again, he's like a real character, and it's really refreshing because you don't to... Like, I still love playing games where you get to kind of, like, create your own character, your own avatar, and kind of, like, do what you want to do. Like, I think that there's a lot of value in that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really refreshing to not have to play a game like that. Like, even playing Tears of the Kingdom for so long, obviously Link, like, is a character, he's not an avatar. But he, he kind of doesn't feel like a character sometimes just because he has such limited dialogue options. Slash, they're only limited to basically just talking to people. Um, mm. And, like, not during main quests. He never says anything during main quests, right? Like, he just... That's not part of the story. That's not that's not what Link's about, and that's fine, but I think it's just really great that uh, Clive is not just a character that you get to play as. Um, it's a character that you get to root for, um, and you really want him to succeed. At least I do. Um, it's mm-hmm. re- He's so likable, and he's so relatable, and he's understandable, and that's what's really great about Clive. Um, I don't know. I feel like I could just, like, not shut up about this game. Like, <laughs> I just like it way more than I thought I would. I thought it would be fine, and I thought... Prior to this game coming out, I was like, yeah, I'll probably get it. But, I mean, Tears of the Kingdom is already my game of the year. So why would why sort of bother? Like, why not wait on it? <laughs> but honestly, as long, as long as it sticks the landing, as long as it at least continues the same energy as it's had, you know, it could go up from here. That's great. As long as it doesn't go down, which it could, I suppose. I really hope it doesn't. <laughs> I really hope there's not just some ridiculous nonsense thing that happens at the end here. Um, but as long as it sticks the landing, like I think it, it's going to um, come out as my game of the year over Tears of the Kingdom. And I was thinking a lot about it. There's such different experiences, right? Because mm-hmm. like they're for different audiences. They are not for the same audience. They are different purposes. Um, totally different games. But I don't know. Something about this. Something to be said about just a really good story. Like, I, I appreciate that there's all these games out here that are open world and, like, do all these cool new things. Um, and again, like, Tears of Kingdom is, like, kind of in parallel when it comes to open world games right now, I feel like. Um, but there's something to be said just about a really good classic, like, good story you just get to play out. And the gameplay is super fun. Like, the action mm-hmm. super fun and addicting. And there's still a lot of content, um, even if it's only, like, 40 hours worth. If you want to platinum, it's, like, 70 I was looking that up today because <laughs> um, you actually have to play the game again in New Game Plus mode with the newest uh, difficulty setting oh, yeah. on top Hard that you, you unlock. Yeah. Exactly. I think I'll probably do it. I just might not do it right away. So I was realizing, I was like, I can play through this game again. I've played through games more than once already trying to get Platinum. I did that with Persona 5 Strikers. Super fast to get through, by the way. I think I'm still missing one trophy to get to Platinum. Just a mm-hmm. single one, which is so annoying. I basically just have to grind for it. Anyway, I'm getting off topic, but Final Fantasy 16 <laughs> is super good. I probably would see connections to Game of Thrones if I played Game of Thrones, but all the connections I see are very uh, Dragon Age 
and very um even from Fire Emblem. There's some Fire Emblem there too. I guess those are just two series I know really well. But I like that I can see a lot of uh sort of themes and things that kind of connect into that. A lot of the um sort of story themes are very Fire Emblem. But again, like the character moments, you just have like these quiet times with with other characters that are just so precious. Um ah, again, I could just talk off everybody's ear <laughs> about Final Fantasy sixteen. Cool. It's really good. Go play it. <laughs> I may try after Zelda. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what I've been playing. Uh, Heck yeah. Getting closer to the end. I'm just kind of V-lining in it now. Uh, nice. Yeah. V-lining. I always say V. Oh, I've always corrects me. V-lining. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm having a lot of fun with that. And then that's mostly what I've been doing this week. So it was that. And then uh, we are doing our first D&D session Sunday. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully it's not the notorious, nice. you know, rescheduling. That happens with D and D, but we're very, very excited about it. We've been working a few months on getting this ready, so stoked about it. Uh, but that's all you guys have been playing. We can get into the uh, gaming news. Nice. Okay. Um, we have some. It's it's definitely a weird news week. Um, I think it's because it's just holiday week and stuff too. Um. And, you know, we did take a break recently, so it's only right that we kept rolling with it. Um, so, um, the news I have here, one of them, actually both of them, I don't know how to f- really feel about any of this news. Um, but apparently there is a Black Flag remake in development, and I'm talking about Assassin's Creed Black Flag. And this feels like one of those games that just feels, not not that it's new, because it's an old game, it's, it's, it's an older game at this point, I guess. But, like, what, what are you going to do with a remake like that? I mean, I don't really know. Uh, I mean, sure, you could change mission structure. Uh, everybody, a lot of people like Black Flag as is. I know it still has, like, old school Assassin's Creed style issues. Um, like, if you want to up-res it or graphically update it, sure. Um, yeah. Photo mode in there, whatever you want to do like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um Maybe call it like the definitive edition, or I I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem that. Like, I mean, it's it's an older game, I guess. Yeah. Um, I I would have rather. I saw it in a comment. It's not not an original idea, but I would have much rathered a, uh, a part two or a you know a sequel mm-hmm. to it. What mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, over yeah. just a remake. It's like one one of the few Assassin's Creed games I've actually played. In fact only one i'm trying to think i actually owned more than one but i never played any others i never mm-hmm. beat it though i got so <laughs> bored i don't know what it was um but i got really far into it i'm like probably not done with the game guys so i put in like so many hours i gave up <laughs> yeah um i mean i i like i like it it's it's a good game um it's one it's not the it's not the last but it's definitely like you know before they changed the formula you know so I don't know. Um, who knows? Like, they are doing a... So, there's still Skull and Bones that's coming out. But that's, like, a totally different thing now. Like, we talked about it before the podcast. About how it looked like it was just going to be, like, Assassin's Creed. Like, the ship stuff only. And, like, maybe battles or something. Like, different, like, multiplayer match types or something like that. Like, that would have been cool. Like, I would have been fine with that. And then that thing is totally becoming something else. Like, it's becoming its own beast, I guess. Um, I know so it's gonna... maybe they'll do like a multiplayer for because they had multiplayer, did it not? Um, what? Is that Screwed Black Flag? No, 
well, yeah, maybe they could add a multiplayer too. Well, it had its own multiplayer, but it was oh my gosh, the multiplayer would have been a hit now because what it was is it was almost like an Among Us style thing, to where one person or to their like to their there would be like, I think you could have one person or a team of like people who would be like incognito. Okay, so like Assassin's Creed Three. It, it wasn't right, even yeah. Like, yes, so they did have a multiplayer uh, like for Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. And so the idea was you had to, like, be incognito and, like, kill targets yep. and stuff. Yeah. It was so dope. Like, that would, I feel like... I remember playing it in game. 3 and really liked it in 3. Yes. I, I got so into it in Brotherhood. But um, it, but this ship stuff, like, uh, Skull and Bones was going to be more on that. Um, oh, man. I love me some Assassin's Creed multiplayer. Um, but so it's like, who? we just don't know what this is going to be. Um, Mirage does look cool. It's going back to the roots of Assassin's Creed. So maybe they've already started some kind of idea of development, um, you know, because that's an older one. I, I think you should just start with Assassin's Creed 1. Like, just remake the first one completely instead. Um, yeah, we'll have to see, though, um, what that's going to end up like. And uh, the other news... Um, I don't know. It's just kind of like, I don't like, I don't know how to put it. Like, it's not like anyone can be, no one should be excited about a studio shutting down. I think unless it's, yeah, unless it's people who have done maybe some garbage things or something. Yeah. Not just like um, producing garbage, not, but actually yeah. being harmful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Um, so the Let's other news, blizzard <laughs> instead. Yes. There are <laughs> other studios and big companies that do deserve. Uh, yeah. So Gollum, um, <laughs> this was actually kind of a joke in gaming chat for a minute because like, so disclaimer, we did review this game. We did get a code for this game, right? Mm-hmm. And so we got it like on the day of it, we got it on the day it came out and we were joking like, oh, like, what if we actually got a review copy of this game? Joe reviewed it. He genuinely, there was some parts of it he did genuinely like. It was rough. It had a lot of bugs. He had to restart the game because there was a game breaking bug. He was already committed. To beating the game um but this uh game did so bad lord, lord of the rings golem that uh data lick entertainment is closing one of their studios uh, that or th- is closing this studio that worked on this game and uh they also they're also canceling another lord of the rings project that they were going to be making that this studio was going to be making um the premise of a Gollum game isn't exactly one that you jump up out of your chair for or be like, oh, I want to purchase that day one, right? Yeah, like um, no one asked for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They do have they do have a game based on the Minds of Moria coming out too, which I think just got announced this past summer. Um, but that's mm-hmm. this new project is not... The, the new project is not that, apparently. I think that might be another studio. But... Um, and I just, it's kind of, I don't know, like, it's, if they could maybe have fixed uh, Gollum or something, if there was things they could have done, but I guess it was just so, like, the sales were so bad, and, um, you know, there are studios out there that get bonuses and do, you know, all this stuff if you get this particular Metacritic score, you know, and just, this game bombed so bad that the studio shut down, so... Um, maybe if there is some genuine talent at that studio, hopefully they did find other jobs and hopefully they can make some better quality products. But, um, it was almost a meme about how bad this game was going to be or like what a terrible idea it was. And it's just kind of crazy that like, oh wow, like it was bad enough that a studio got shut down. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's like, that's not the right solution to a bad game. It's not making it so, so all these people just don't have jobs. 
and yeah. imagine other gaming studios being like, oh, you worked on that game that I never played Oof. but heard was so bad. No, I don't even want you working for me. That's not even a, a something you should be putting on your resume at that point. I guess that's fair. Maybe I, that's, I, the, that's the idea. But it's just like, I feel, I feel just really bad for anyone who worked on this game because there's Oof. so many reasons why it probably ended up the way it did. Right. Already from the start, where we came up with the idea, already it was flawed because they should have known no one's going to be buying this game. That's, and, and so it wasn't, that's has already nothing to do with the devs. There, like there the actual idea, a project planning. That like out of a Crash Bandicoot game. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. It's, it's really unfortunate and it's not like a, you know, justified, they made a bad game so now they're fired. Mm. It's like, no, that's. Some of, some of it sounded genuinely, like, interesting because there was, like, the dialogue trees, you know, potentially, like, with, you know, answering a Smeagol or Gollum or whatever. Like, the duality of, like, personality could have been really interesting with, like, pat branching pathways or dialogue choices yeah, or whatever. exactly. Like, that's just all cool concepts in theory, but just the thing that, came, that they made is just not good. Yep. So. It's too bad. Yeah. Yeah. So... We're in a lull for gaming news right now, um, <laughs> so things I'm sure things will be picking up again like once we get through the next month or so, and then once Madden sees the shadow in August too, we're gonna uh, like uh, we're gonna definitely get more more mm -hmm. more good gaming stuff coming around. So yeah, for sure. Like late late summer. So. Well, then we will get into the movies we've been watching. Um, I have not seen any movies. I really want to get to the theater. Just haven't been able to yet. Uh, Shelly, what did you watch? So, I didn't know whether to put it under movie or TV. It was a special, right? It was a comedy special. I watched John Mulaney's okay. new special, Baby J. Um, cool. And it was really... I mean, it was really funny. It was. He's a funny guy. Um, but it was just... It was more so even, like, just interesting. Because I feel like... he Not only did he just expose himself with... Like, because his whole thing is, if you if you didn't hear, um, recently, one, he got divorced, two, he went back to rehab. Very likely those were intertwined, but, I mean, we don't know, so I guess we don't know. Right, right. Um, but he's had, like, crazy addiction issues, and so he went to rehab um, last couple years or so. So this is his first special after sort of coming out of that situation. And I think there's a lot of people, I remember a lot of uh, people trying to, like, cancel John Mulaney and, and, and say, like, well... He is a bad husband and he succumbed to his addiction and mm. so that means he's like a bad person. And I'm like, well, we don't really know the whole story, right? We don't really know. Yeah. Um, right. But now he's back and I, I just think most people, most celebrities, I guess is what I should say, would just kind of brush past that, be like, yeah, that was the thing that happened, but like, I'm back now and I'm back in business and I'm doing these things. But no, his entire special was basically just about that. Um, it was nice. about that. A whole experience was about his friends coming up to him and sort of having... Um, a discussion with him about how he needs rehab and um, and I, I actually saw it funny I, I saw it before the special that's actually how I heard that he was doing a new special but I saw he did, he was on Hot Ones and we watched me and my oh, husband nice. like to watch Hot Ones so he's on there talking about it and um, yeah it's just he's very forward about his experiences about his past and he, he even said himself like oh comedians always have to make fun of themselves like that's like their thing it's like no one makes fun oh, of yeah. comedians more than comedians make fun of themselves and that was just totally what this whole special was about too he's just like talking about like these really like pretty dark things in all honesty uh but in a way that's like not even really relatable because i don't know 
maybe it's relatable to other addicts, but uh, or other folks who've been in rehab. But like, I don't know. I guess it just opened a window to this is what a lot of celebrities like even like go through. There's a lot of celebrities who have addictions, and a lot of people in general. I'm not trying to place that he was able to like feel open about it and just like talk about it, especially in a in a special. Exactly. I just thought I was like, you're not just calling yourself out for like all Mm. the crappy things that have happened in your life. You're calling out all these other people, all these other celebrities who just like go rehab or like do all these things and then just like move on and don't talk about it it's like no let's talk about it let's talk about how (laughs) crazy addiction is and how you can start from a young age it could just start from just a couple of things it can cascade into something it could ruin a marriage it could do all these things so um Mm -hmm. i thought that was like it was very cool um and yeah honestly just really entertaining too i don't know it just like I already kind of liked John Mulaney before and then like all this stuff happened with him and I was like eh whatever that's too bad he'll probably never go back in the comedy right because people are trying mm-hmm. to cancel him or whatever and um but no I just respect him so much now <laughs> I'm just like dude you're like awesome. you're not necessarily like he's technically I suppose he's profiting off his own suffering but like that's I don't know I thought it was really I just respected him a lot for everything he he talked about and it was very good um and again very entertaining and very funny like it is still a good special um there was one thing he said too where he's like yeah one thing I took away from this whole experience is that I do not care like how other people think about it. I used to like be obsessed with how other people thought of me um but now I don't care anymore because anything other people say or try to do is never going to be worse than what I did and told myself like mm-hmm. you're trying to cancel me well i'm trying to kill myself kind of thing like he's or he tried to with like just addiction yeah. that's just what happens if you get into a situation where you're like on all these pills and all these drugs and all these things um yeah your body might just shut down right yep. so i thought that was kind of like a i don't know eye-opening i'm not sure what the right term is but it was really good special. If you like John Mulaney or you've listened to him in the past, it's a very different type of special, but it's still kind of his humor um, and still really good. And I think you'll like it. It's just, I don't know. I feel like so often celebrities are always trying to make themselves look as good as possible. And this entire right, right. show was just making himself look pretty much as worse as possible, but it was in a very respectful way. Um, so that's what I watched. And again, I was like, do I put this in movies or not? It's not really a movie, but it's on Netflix. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, so yeah. You can watch it there. Cool. Nice. Um, uh, and then LJ, what have you been watching? Yeah, so I watched a few older movies uh, recently. Um, on Wednesday in particular, I just had a good little movie spree. So Wednesday morning, my nephew and I watched Detective Pikachu because I did tell him I was going to show him the movie. And he loved it, and it was good to watch it again. I'm like, this is. I was like, I still really like this movie. It's it's fun. You know, it's nothing too. You know, it's nothing too crazy. It was just. I was like, oh, yeah, like, I do remember, like, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it just made me excited to play the game that's coming out in a few months again. Um, like, I want to, I definitely want to play that. Um, it's good, though. Um, it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie to introduce, I think, the young, like, a younger generation to Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Because then, because then, like, oh, like, I get to explain a few of who these Pokemon are. And then he, I guess he started going to watch some of the Pokemon stuff on Netflix after that, like, some of the cartoons and all that. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of a fun way to introduce introduce people to that. Um, then the other movie, um, I figured um, I was you know I figured it might be time to introduce my nephew to like some of these old martial arts movies that I watched when I was a kid um, because I was like I probably shouldn't be showing him Mortal Kombat even though he's definitely seen parts of Mortal <laughs> Kombat. I was like there's probably better things 
Oh, especially that new one. I'm like, there are so many better martial arts movies out there than, than Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started watching um, Bloodsport. And um, it's funny because he put himself to sleep. I forget if he was like, he got mad at something or whatever. Or he was tired. And so I put on the movie and I'm like, okay, so dude, you know, dude put himself to sleep. I'm still going to watch this movie. And it was funny because me and my mom just both sat there and like watched it. <laughs> and like, nice. I was like, wow. I, like, I, lo- I still love this movie. It's one of the many Jean-Claude Van Damme movies I grew up with when I was a kid. Um, and it's like, I'm like, you know, if there was never, if, if there was never a Street Fighter movie or if there was never, you know, like, this would be like one of those movies I could point to and be like, yeah, this is basically a video game movie without being, a video, you know, based on an actual video game. Um, pl- typical revenge, fl- revenge plot for, for Van Damme and all that. Um, mm-hmm. It's a classic though. And it, it's just kind of nice. Like I was thinking about when I first watched these movies, it was on a VHS and just like the lowest of quality, you know, just, you know, but then like seeing it in HD and like looking fresh and new, like, um, they definitely did some work to it. Um, it's on Netflix. I'm tempted to, I saw they got a 4k Blu-ray coming out and I'm like, I'm already watching this movie, but I might buy the Blu-ray just cause like it would be cool to have. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a classic. This and like Kickboxer are like two of like my favorite, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Again, same plot basically, but still fun. So it was good to just relive some old, some older movies that I enjoyed. So that's kind of what I did. That's awesome. Cool. Yep. Then we're getting into the movie news. Then uh, Shelley, go ahead. Sure. Yeah. We just movies are just a little <laughs> bit silly today. They're just kind of funny, and you'll learn why. So the first one I want to talk <laughs> about is um, Zack Snyder's new movie called Rebel Moon. If you look at it. You might be thinking, oh, this must be a new Star Wars movie. And you'd be <laughs> kind of right, but kind of wrong. So it's not officially a Star Wars movie, but it was supposed to be a Star Wars movie. It had every intention of originally kind of like being a Star Wars movie. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to remember. I don't know exactly what made it not. I think just he wanted to do his own thing. He also wanted to make it radar. Um, he wanted to do a bunch of things that probably Disney was like not. Mm-hmm not wanting to take their brand with or whatever. So um, he made his own movie that is just, it's Star Wars-like is sort of the term I was using. You know, you got Souls-like games. Now you got Star Wars-like movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, that's cool. I think there's a lot of people who probably want to see Star Wars go radar kind of thing. Like, I think there's a lot of adults who grew up watching Star Wars, and they're like, well, there's a lot of messed up things that happen with the Empire, a lot of things that mess up, like, you know, we don't get to see it on screen, but we keep hearing about all these terrible there's things that happen. saber looking things, too. I know, yeah. yeah. Uh, but if anything, maybe it can give a little bit of an idea of what that maybe would look like if uh, Disney were to allow an R-rated Star Wars movie. I don't mm-hmm. know if they ever would, but this and could be really cool. good. Yeah, I was gonna say, this could be, this could be sort of an opportunity for a lot of people um, if anything, I think it's a little bit silly that Zack Snyder had that idea in the first place. Part of me is kind of <laughs> like, maybe Star Wars is just meant to always be cheesy fun, but maybe <laughs> maybe it could be really good as dark. I'm not really sure, but I think it's... I wonder you know, what it could do to like the industry as a whole if we don't have to, like, you don't have to make an MCU movie anymore, you just make a superhero movie that like has nothing to do with anything, or that's that's kind of a bad example, but... Um, I was say, there are that already everything's so tied to a franchise right now yeah um, yes 
Like I saw I wonder... Mattel has like a bunch of like 20 something movies in development or they're trying to get made right now. Yeah, it's so know? crazy. Like, uh, but like yeah. what if you're just allowed to take an idea from another genre or uh, even mm-hmm. a franchise and just make your own thing without it being like a Star Wars ripoff necessarily. It's yeah. it's like a roguelike. It's not, you know, we don't call like a you know, Metroidvania, like a Metroid ripoff. It's a genre. Yeah, like, like more niche genres. You mean, I mean instead of like, you know, the sort of sci-fi fantasy that is um, Star Wars already making when, it like, well, Star Wars kind of made its own genre. Yeah. Like when I think of superhero movies, I think of like when Hancock became a, when that movie Hancock <laughs> came out. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, you like that is definitely not a good movie, but you get stuff like that, and I'm like, I give props for originality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, like so it, it just yeah, we I think more original stuff based on things that have inspired people or have like people have been into. I think it would be neat to like, oh, let's take this thing and you know do our own thing with it and like see what that comes out to you know like yeah and and i think it's fair and cool even to really separate it actually from star wars proper Mm -hmm. um so star wars can still kind of be its own thing um it is a little bit depressing just knowing that you know what you said that everything is so tied to a franchise it is a little depressing for me to sort of think that there's you know almost to get anyone to go to a theater you have to be watching something inside your franchise. I'm guilty of that too. You know, I don't really yeah. go to the theaters very often, but I will to see the new Spider-Verse movie, or I went for the Mario movie and I probably will forget guardians if it's still in theaters <laughs> by then. <laughs> but I know it's like, I'm part of the problem. I don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> it's Hollywood is both dying for originality, but at the same time, it's like, we're, that's where the money is, is if there's something that's very tied to a franchise, it's really, Hollywood's kind of in a weird place right now, I feel like. Um, but either way, who knows? Maybe Rebel Moon could be really good. It's going to be Zack Snyder, so... You know what yep. you're getting with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of weird, gritty things that were for kids but are now for adults, uh, Barney! So, so I think weird. we talked about Barney <laughs> getting a movie before Daniel Kaluuya is working on it. Um, in fact, I swear, we I think this is something we've talked about before. Um, but just a little bit more information on that, about it. Um, yeah, he mentioned it was getting made or he wanted to make it, and then now it's becoming a thing. Exactly. And again, kind of like how Rebel Moon is Star Wars-like without being Star Wars, supposedly this Barney movie is going to be A24-like without being A24. So again, we're kind of seeing this idea of, hey, I'm really inspired by this genre, which A24 at this point, kind of like, you know, obviously it's a production film uh, company, but it's like, there's a lot of the, a lot of those A24 movies have a certain style, aesthetic, certain feel, um, thing that they're going for. So again, not doing A24, but very inspired by, um, and that's and that in itself. I think is like again, kind of what we were just talking about with the Star Wars thing. I think that in itself is kind of neat. But why Barney? I'm a little annoyed. <laughs> I'm a little we, bit tired of, of like, hey, we got to make these things that are for kids, that, but that, that we got to make it like, you know, it's not necessarily going to be a scary movie. I don't think it said that, but he did say it's supposed to be very surrealistic. So like philosophical or weird and quirky or like, like you never know what you're Why? Doing. <laughs> we don't have to yeah. like make everything that was like that we consumed as little kids. We don't have mm. to like age them up or make them for adults now. We can actually just let them die in the past where they belong. Like, we do not need to resuscitate them for money 
And who knows, maybe he's not doing it for money. He maybe he's doing it because he really wants to. But I he's just really passionate. Dude, I just think it's stupid. It's like the Winnie the Pooh movie that came out. Mm-hmm. That movie yeah. came out, remember? And you know how many people are talking about it? Nobody. So um, <laughs> I just don't like this. I don't know. I, I feel like it's such a tired trope of like, let's take something that's like meant for kids and then, oh, but now it's scary and like crazy. It makes me think of Five Nights at Freddy's, which by the way, that has a trailer <laughs> and Josh Hutcherson is great. I'm so glad he's back. Um, we did talk about the trailer, I think. Unless they put a new trailer. Uh, they might put a new one out, but um, I can't remember. probably all I'm saying is it reminds me of Five Nights at Freddy's, but I think one of the differences, again, Something like Five Nights at Freddy's starts from an idea that's sort of like still original in the sense of uh, like the animatronics are original creations and sure it's kind of like very based off of like Chuck E. Cheese's for example um, Mm. and trying to make that super scary but at least they're original characters. Again like Rebel Moon will at least be original everything whereas Barney's like not original that's a a guy. (laughs) So I don't know. I've mixed feelings about it i probably won't watch it because one i don't really watch a24 movies and two i'm not gonna watch a24 esque movie about barney i'm just it <laughs> yeah, sounds like so not anything i'm interested it in it reminds all. me of shankar's power rangers that was on youtube and it was a commentary on like how we don't need gritty reboots of things of kids mm-hmm. things yeah yep so <laughs> So we're getting that uh, weird, gritty, barring the dinosaur reboot. We're also getting weird, gritty, Hot Wheels <laughs> reboot from J.J. Abrams. Have you ever heard this oh, sentence man. before? I was, I'm going to read this out loud. J.J. Abrams says that this movie will be, quote, emotional and grounded about Hot Wheels. Like, what's happening? That's I weird. think this is an indication that Hollywood really is shutting down. They don't, they're not just running out of ideas. They're starting to go insane. I think that's what's actually happening. They're just like, what's a movie? What's a weird thing that there hasn't been a movie for of? Uh, uh, Hot Wheels. And we're going to make a live action. And we're going to make it like Need for Speed. We're going to make it like um, Fast and Furious. That's what I'm going to say. We're going to make it like Fast Mm -hmm. and Furious. And I'm just like, I don't know, guys. Like, I'd rather watch the Gran Turismo movie. If I'm going to have to watch two... <laughs> Trina uh, is good vaguely though. gaming related yeah, like racing movies. That actually has a better idea yeah. or plot. Or like a, uh, basically, the concept is a lot better. Exactly. It was like cool based on a true story. I think that's really neat. But um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's just Hot Wheels. We, I don't know. Hot Wheels is interesting to me because it's silly, it's fun. They're little cars. They look cool. And they could go on a little racetrack. And you could build mm-hmm. a little racetracks. And you can make those racetracks do really cool things, do little flips and stuff. Um, I know there's a new Hot Wheels uh, game coming out on Switch somewhat soon. And, oh, yeah, uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed is a really good game. They're putting out a Exactly, second. right? Would you say mm-hmm. it's a kind of a silly game? Like, it's fun, but it's kind of silly, oh, right? yes, they play into the brand awareness and stuff, too. Exactly, yeah. And just... all the crossovers and stuff. Um, Perfect, yeah. Gosh, I would like to see maybe some kind of futuristic racer or something like... I don't know, I don't know, like, just <laughs> yeah. something more original, like... Yeah, like because yeah. then you could at least have the argument for like the tracks, you know, like you know why they go in loop de loops and corkscrews and stuff, and like I don't. Yeah, know. it could be like um, grounded is not what I think of when I think of Hot Wheels. I think of uh-huh. yeah, 
I don't know. We don't need, I mean, like... Unless, unless you want to make it, like, a Toy Story thing and, like, make... I don't know. Like, ah! That'd I mean, be an emotional like Toy Story. Mr. Cars. <laughs> I yeah. just don't know. I just don't get Cars it. And toys with emotions. Ooh. Simply don't get it. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like all this news is very silly, but it's also like, oh man, <laughs> I just don't know. It's all very pieces. It's like what? Very silly. But uh, that's mm -hmm. our movie news for today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, we will get into uh, TV then. Um, I've been watching The Witcher season three. Nice, I have like 30 minutes left. I was trying so hard to get it done before the podcast. Um, but I don't know how everyone else feels. I haven't read any reviews or like uh, seen any opinions on it so far. I think it's the best season they've done so far. Um, oh, sweet. I did read something. I think it was IGN. Didn't love it. Um, can't remember who it was. It might have been IGN. Um, so it was trying too much to be like Game of Thrones, which I don't really see. It feels more like the video game than see? any other season so far. Game of Thrones is just the word, the buzzword people throw out. Yeah. Um, it feels, it's got the humor, uh, and maybe I'm just misremembering the game, but, like, the game would have funny moments, but they weren't these, like, super forced moments. They were, like, and, awkward, like... Yeah. Almost, like, yeah. Uh, th they're doing amazing with that. Um, they're just, like, these, yeah, they're not forced jokes. They're just funny situations. And, mm. uh the i don't know if it's the, like the music happening i know the music feels very much like the video game um i mm -hmm. i feel way more like um like it's the same property uh than i have so far so mm. i'm enjoying it it's kind of a bummer because i know i'm watching the end of henry cavill and uh yeah. we'll get that switch over in a few weeks i assume we'll get our uh transition at least um because it's only part one of season three, and the part two comes out in three weeks. Mm -hmm. But I'm enjoying it. I think it's great. It's been really good. Um, probably the best season thus far. The first season had all the tonal issues and didn't really know what it was doing. Season mm -hmm. two uh, felt a little cheesy and campy, and I feel like this one's really kind of like found its footing, which is nice. Mm. Yep. yep, that's all I've been watching. Um, nice. What about you, LJ? Um, oh, and Secret I'm Invasion, watching... too. Yeah, yeah so I guess I can mention Secret Invasion. I'm still enjoying it. I think it's still a solid... I think it's still a solid show. Like, I mean, it's alright. A few episodes in... It's like, slow. It's, it's, it's not bad. Um, I don't think it's bad by any means. I mean, it's interesting. I, I think they do what all MCU shows, MCU shows do, do and set up a bunch. I then, like, rush through the season finale... And you're like, nothing's really happening, but I guess... I could see that. I could see that. Um, and we talked about last time how the scroll, like, you know, there's, you know, the villains in the show are kind of, they're not very different from, like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, almost. Um, yeah. I think that's still true. Um, it is cool to see we're getting bits and pieces, we're getting bits and pieces of things that, like, they've talked about, especially in the first episode, which I think is cool, like... We're starting to get more stuff revealed, and I think that's kind of neat. Like, if you're going to show some flashbacks and then show the story progress, I think that's, you know, because they keep giving Nick Fury crap about, you know, certain things and why he's been gone and all this stuff. And that's the whole point of Secret Invasion, you know. Um, but I think it's I think it's okay so far. It's not bad. Like, I've definitely we've definitely seen worse, I think. Um, we're going to have to see. 
Um, and then the other show I've been watching is, uh, the, I actually finished the first season of that M. Night Shyamalan show, uh, Servant. Um, and it's definitely going in the occult route that I expected it would. Uh, I'm gonna watch, start watching season two this week. Uh, my coworker, she said season three has gotten, uh, really creepy, really scary. And I'm just like, Ooh, like, I'm like, that's kind of like how scary because I'm like, do I even want to watch season three now? Like, so <laughs> then, but today she said season two is actually still pretty good. So I'm going to watch season two and see where that goes. Um, so that show is really good. If you, if you're into like spooky things and we're into that M night Shyamalan weirdness that I, um, you know, that I mentioned before. Um, and then I haven't watched it yet, but I'm excited that my, one of my favorite shows in the last couple of years, warrior is coming back. That's the one that was like set in like Western, uh, San Francisco with like um, the Japanese it was basically like you know people from like Asia you know like dealing with like the early days of like Chinatown and stuff and mm-hmm. um, it was the one that's based on like a Bruce uh, a script like Bruce Bruce Lee originally wanted to make and season three is out for that I'm definitely gonna start watching that um, this week too and I'll talk about that more so nice yeah yep that's it for me cool uh, we will get into the TV news then. Uh, a couple of things happening, both Warner Brothers, HBO related. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing, uh, there are HBO shows that are coming to Netflix, uh, and those are probably pretty forgotten shows uh, at this point. Band of Brothers, um, there's a few of them. I know Band of Brothers was a big one that people really wanted. That was a big one, like, years ago. Yeah. Uh, the Pacific. Um, another just really big shows. I mean, they were big when they came out, uh, and it's been a mm-hmm. while. Um, True Blood uh, is currently streaming on Hulu. That'll be going to um, Netflix, Six Feet Under, uh, Ballers. So a bunch of these just kind of like HBO staples that I haven't had a home Honestly, on HBO I think Max Ballers is actually one of the newer now. ones compared to the others. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's kind of a good thing as far as just like the industry goes. Um, mm-hmm. These shows aren't just going to get kind of like deleted off of you know like max is kind of i think we're looking at a very much a uh um timed release situation kind of like consoles so Mm -hmm. you get something on max and it's the big thing and you'll stream that for a few years and then uh once that kind of um is no longer relevant they will put it on like a netflix or a hulu or something that's exactly what they're doing because they're not really caring about their own streaming numbers uh, with these shows anymore so they're like here like we know people love these. Let's put them on these other networks, and yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get a lot of binge. I think they'll still get a lot of binge stats from from those shows, even though they're mm-hmm. older. Um, it gives you a new audience, which is really great, yeah. um, and not just for HBO. I think it'll be great for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to see Netflix kind of do this too, where like these shows, maybe they start to become like less relevant, so they share up somewhere else. I think that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that would, I think. For the consumer, you have a lot of people that are paying a lot of money to watch all these different shows and have all these different streaming services. If I can mm-hmm. kind of stream service hop a little bit more, would totally be a good thing yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It's cool. We'll, yeah. we'll see if that um, continues in the future. Another thing that I thought was just neat, uh, worth mentioning, is Suicide Squad Isekai, uh, which is an anime Suicide Squad. Um, that looks cool. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> The animation style actually looks really good. Um, it looks more like anime than it does DC, which I think is a win. I, I think it's, yes. Um, give your properties to other creators and other, you know, like 
like honestly i think it's like you know what spider-verse did so well like let you know give these properties to people and let them run wild with it so i think that's cool like that they you know they somebody decided oh let's make an anime out of it Mm-hmm. Um, it's I, th- I believe this is the studio from Spy Family I read or that that did Spy the Spy Family anime, I believe I read that earlier. So good. And when I watched that teaser, that I was like, ooh, that I could def- definitely see that's the animation style of Spy Family. Like, you know, so I I think it's cool. Um, you know, do do more of that. Do more of what Star Wars Visions has been doing. You know, like yeah, let people run wild with your stuff and let people get their you know get creative so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i my only worry is they did a Catwoman movie recently and right. it was so like i get it it was trying to be this like 80s anime and it had this like noir feel to it um and i really really didn't enjoy it like i didn't finish it it uh, felt kind of like a half step like they kind of like oh let's just let's just do this style or let's or let's do something that's reminiscent of the style rather than actually let the people who are good at it. Do yeah. Kind of I'm hoping that's not what this is. Uh, all we're getting is music. We don't actually get any dialogue or anything um, and some cool shots of uh, the anime itself. But I'm hopeful. I think it looks like mm-hmm. it's cool. got a lot of potential. It looks solid. Yeah. Um, I don't think it has a release date yet. It's just uh, been announced. It, you can watch the trailer. It on. literally just got revealed today. Like, so it's fresh. Yeah. yeah. Looks awesome. Um, and yeah, that's the TV news. Pretty short today, so you guys geeking out about anything else this week? Nope, I don't think mm-hmm. so. I think it's it. Cool. Um, and then Shelly, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter at the shellshock twenty four. And LJ, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch at LJ the Paladin. And you can always find me on Instagram at Cody Armor. Keep praying, keep gaming, and God bless. Bye-bye. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.